Oh man, I'm back. It's so good to be back with you guys. Wow. Dude, how was uh, the honeymoon? Honeymoon was great. Was in Hawaii for nine days. Uh, did not really watch a ton of football, unfortunately. Just got kind of the highlights and stat lines. So it's been a weird, confusing two weeks for me. I don't like, I just, it's, I have not had a two weeks like this where I haven't watched this much football. It's, it's super strange. But, Honeymoon was awesome. Well, speaking of confusing, Lots how of about you let time. our confused listeners know what we're we're doing right now, where we're at? So this is week three. No, Cats. no. Wow. What? For sure. What? <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Astronauts Podcast. Hey, I'm whoa, your that's co-host, what I was doing. <laughs> Brooks. <laughs> I was going to get into that. <laughs> First, you're really gonna do. We let you off the hook. We let you go to Hawaii, come back. Man, you don't even know where you're at. It's like we dropped you off at Mars without an oxygen mask, and you got no idea what to do. What the heck, man? But here's the thing I grew a potato farm on Mars, and I just absolutely recolonized Mars. So that's what I did out there. That's the joke because we actually dropped you off in Idaho. So, joke's on you. You're listening to the Fantasy Football Astronauts. Hey, welcome back, guys. To me. Welcome back to me, because I was gone last week, and now I'm <laughs> back. I'm super excited to be here. Welcome back, Space Cadets, to another week of the Fantasy Football Astronauts. I'm your host today, Rish, and joining me are my two really, really dashingly good-looking buddies, Brooks and Jetpack Galileo. Brooks, how are you doing today out there in Phonix? Yeah, I'm hooked on it. Uh, it's going great, man. It's finally cooled down out here, so it's like mid-80s, low-90s every day again, so it's beautiful. I love it. Mid-80s and at like 1 a.m. and maybe 130 middle of the day? No, no, no. Like uh, a high of like low 100, so I think it only got up to about 97 today, which is nice. Not bad at all. Jetpack, how are you doing? Doing great, yeah. Weather's always good here. Just grinding the tape? Just grinding the tape. You know, I watched the uh, Vikings-Packers just now, and disappointingly, Xavier Rhodes did not shadow Devontae Adams. I think he takes too many snaps from the slot, So, and Rhodes doesn't really go there. Um, which, you know, I thought that was um, different from what we saw with Rhodes versus Julio, where Rhodes was with him wherever he went. Um, but, you know. Very interesting. It's nice to yeah. uh, nice to see that the Packers kind of game planned around that, you know. Yeah, it was pretty they interesting. Have them put out. Cool, because he was on uh, MBS a good amount of the time, so that explains oh, yeah. part of the low MBS production. MBS very low, buy low after this week. Um, so welcome to week three. Uh, thank you for listening once again. We're really really excited to have you back. Uh, just a quick Patreon plug. If you have not supported us on Patreon yet, head on over to www.patreon.com slash FFastronauts. Support us today. I know this morning you probably woke up, went to Starbucks, and got your grande uh, vanilla white chocolate mocha, and you're just enjoying that on your drive, and you think, you know, man, these guys work hard every week, 
and I get to listen to the podcast while I drink my grande white mocha from Starbucks. You know what? I'm going to give up my grande white mocha one time this month so I can support these guys. Go on over to Patreon, support us, give up one white mocha a month for us, and you can help us put out just the best content for you guys. We know uh, we know we work hard, and um, you guys are really going to win leagues this year because of us, I think. So um, support us on Patreon. Also, I have been absolutely working their butts off and our YouTube is up and running, and you guys want to go into a little bit of what's going on. Brooks, don't you have a, a little series that you've been doing? Yes, I started a series called Brooks Hot Film Sesh, and I've been trying to pop out two videos a day, about anywhere from 10 to 20-minute videos of just film and data analysis. Holy smokes. Uh, my computer, don't worry, guys. <clears throat> no threats found on my computer. Uh, so I've been getting uh, a lot of work done and be able to create a lot of great content. So if you guys go over and check it out, I basically do uh, four or five plays from uh, a week's worth of, of uh, game. And I like show you what plays are being run with that player, what he's doing right, what he's doing wrong. So uh, really fun stuff for me to put together and I really enjoy it. And uh, Jetpack, you, you're doing a lot more of the Devi stuff, a lot of the draft breakdown film. Um, Who have been some of your favorite guys to watch so far? uh tyler johnson from minnesota has been really fun um he's a great mover i think um has good con body control could really do anything you ask of him from the wide receiver position um so you know it's uh it's been a lot of fun getting into the college tape a little bit more um the deal there is with draft breakdown um we're trying to bring back a, a big famous name um that did a lot for the community we're trying to step into that role um, and provide you guys with um, some college film to watch. Um, and so, you know, those probably take about an hour of video just to get all the cut up going, find find the game, um, and then and then get everything all processed and put together. So um, just a little bit of work on our end, um, but hopefully uh, you guys can appreciate those videos that are coming out. Maybe not now necessarily, but definitely in the springtime, there will be a lot more um, draft breakdown content popping up. So um excited about where we're headed in terms of uh what we're bringing to the fantasy space um and, and definitely pumped for um draft breakdown itself and even in the past i don't know 12 hours from recording this it'll be the past day we, we've had four youtube videos um so go ahead check us out it's ff astronauts uh on youtube Go subscribe, toss us a subscribe, go watch some of the videos, listen to Brooks as he talks about John Ross or Miles Sanders, and um, listen to the to the film review, watch the film review, and and really grind the tape with us, you know? Grind, get grinding with us. That's what I, that's that's just a fun thing to do, isn't that's it? That's what you were doing, that's what you were doing all weekend, huh? Huh, 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 with your wife, get it? Honeymoon joke? Yeah? A little nervous to post that. We'll see. We'll see if that makes it you, in. You really teed that one up for me. I, had to I know. Take it. I know. I did. I did on purpose. I should have known what I was getting into. Um, all right. So we are going to move into a little bit more of the meat and potatoes of the show. This week, there's a lot of big injuries. And so we're really going to spend some time and look at um, who got injured, how long it looks like they'll miss. And what the fantasy implications are and it, it's kind of there's kind of a, a couple big ones 
And so we'll, we'll start with the, the big two that are just kind of going to affect offenses as a whole. And that's Drew Brees and Ben Roethlisberger. So um, Drew Brees, he is going to have surgery on his throwing hand. Um, and it's a ligament issue with his thumb. And so they don't really have a huge, like a, a good timetable for his return. So right now you're dealing with Teddy Bridgewater and um, Taysom Hill. So how does that affect the New Orleans Saints offense as a whole? Is there anyone that you're now staying away from? Anyone that that drops? I know it drops the offense as a whole, but how does how does that kind of affect the way that, that you see the New Orleans Saints jetpack? You know, I just want to say there is no floor for Drew Brees. We thought he was going to be a, a really, you know, have a good season, have a high volume year. Um, but that's not going to be the case anymore. His stats are all going to be down for a very long time. Um, so there is no floor for Drew Brees. Real bummer there. Um, to me, this kind of – I would drop everybody. Um, probably my expectation is about three, four fantasy points a game. Um, the, the one guy that I think I was highest on that might be affected the most would be Jared Cook. Um, and he's been – he hasn't stood out or anything in the first two games, um, but I think now without Breeze at the helm, he's a little bit riskier play. And so what was once um, attractive, maybe thinking he could be a top five guy, um, now I'm not necessarily thinking that. I'll, if I have Jared Cook, I'm trying to make sure that I at least pick up somebody else. By you, Brooks, are you looking at anyone here in particular and saying this is a guy that I no longer want at all? Definitely no longer want Latavius Murray. I'm really interested in how this impacts Alvin Kamara. I don't think Michael Thomas is going to be hurt that much by it. I do think he will be hurt a little bit. All of the supplemental receivers I will not be interested in. But I think my big concern is going to be with Alvin Kamara and how much does Drewby's ability to stretch out um, defenses affect their ability to collapse down on um, passes out of the backfield to him. So that makes me a little bit nervous. Uh, I mean, he, he's got eight receptions so far this year and 26 attempts. So that's about 13 attempts per game. That's not like anything to write home about. Now, Alvin Kamara is still good. Saints offense is still good. But the question mark is going to be how much can defenses capitalize on the different... Um, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is not Drew Brees. Like, Teddy Bridgewater is an okay quarterback. He's not Drew Brees, you know, Hall of Fame caliber. So... How much can they collapse down on those types of, you know, shift, shift around their defenses to collapse down on the running back passing game? And I think it's going to be enough to where his impact is not what we're used to. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Michael Thomas is, at least from a volume standpoint, he's going to be the go-to guy there. Um, and Alvin Kamara, too, uh, because you're going to need – Teddy Bridgewater is going to need outlets – and um, so, yeah, I think you nailed it with both of you guys nailed it there. I think Traquan Smith is a guy that we were pretty excited about um, his potential. And he's a guy that I'm much lower on. But now, now yeah, keeping I, I in mind that this is not a season ending injury for Drew Brees, mid season, after a couple of weeks, if these guys take a little bit of a hit in their value, know that you can get them at a value if they're, if they're not producing the way they were. Drew Brees is going to come back likely around five to seven week range. And so uh, if you can get them for a good playoff run for, for cheaper than you would be able to normally, that'd be really, really excellent for a redraft league. Um, they'd be guys that I'd be looking to acquire 
inexpensive. If if their value dips at all, they'd be guys that I'd I'd be looking to acquire because they could bump back up to the exact same amount of production they have as soon as Drew Brees comes back in in five to seven weeks. Yeah, I think if we go specifically into Teddy Bridgewater, I think he's always been overrated. Um, people probably like the guy from a character standpoint, and so they hype him up a little bit. Um, but from a, a passing volume production standpoint, when he was with Minnesota, he had uh, 2,900 passing yards his rookie season and then 3,200 um, his second season, then he got hurt. And so um, what we're going to see from him, you know, I don't think is going to be anything special. He had a 14 14- – you know, 14 touchdowns passing, um, you know, in both of those years too. So it's not like he's exactly slinging the rock. And I know, you know, it's the Vikings back then and now it's the Saints. But, yeah, just to me, I would even consider selling some of these guys um, if I'm in a redraft league and seeing what I can get back um, just because I don't really want to have a Teddy Bridgewater receiver, period. I'm in the same boat. I, I want to sell. If I have Alvin Kamara, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to sell. Same with, well, the only person I'll probably hold is Michael Thomas, but I am willing to sell him and looking to act, actively trade him. Anyone else I'm desperately trying to get rid of. Let's move on to the next quarterback that was injured um, that really affects this offense. It was already a struggling offense, and that's Ben Roethlisberger. And he's going on IR, so it will be Mason Rudolph being the quarterback for the rest of the season. And I mean, that wasn't the only injury that they had on offense, but that's by far the biggest for them. For sure, this hurts everybody if Mason Rudolph is the quarterback and not Big Ben. But I mean, what, what, how far does it drop these guys? Is this, is this like Juju we were talking about maybe uh, a top five season? Is this, is this something that we're like, man, there's, there's no way now? I think For me, the difference, um, yeah, sorry. I, I think the difference that we see with Mason and Teddy is the, the ability to throw the deep ball and the willingness of um, the coordinator probably to attack downfield. And so um, we've seen Mason and we've seen his connection with James Washington in particular when they were both back at Oklahoma State. Um, we've seen uh, a lot of that that film when he was in college just you know their their willingness to to spread the ball around, throw it deep, it's the air raid type offense. Um, and so, you know, I don't think Juju's going to drop off too much. I think maybe the touchdowns come down a little bit for him. He had seven last year, though. So, you know, let's let's call it. I think he still ends up getting 1,000 yards, and he probably still ends up having around 80 receptions. But um, not the, like, game-breaking, fills-in-for-A-B type of uh, season that you're hoping for with your first round. Definitely, definitely a small hit. Brooks, do you think that because of the rapport that Mason Rudolph and uh, James Washington have, that he could be a, a potential guy that, that could see a big bump in targets and a big bump in production? Yeah, for sure. I, I, I definitely think there's chemistry there. Like uh, Jeff Peck was talking about, they were uh, you know, teammates. They were very electric teammates at, at OSU. Um, for me, I'm not as worried comparatively about Mason Rudolph taking over with the Steelers as I am about Teddy Bridgewater. I do think Mason Rudolph is a gunslinger. I mean, he ran a high volume. I mean, people want to talk about how uh, crazy it was that Pat Mahomes could come out of the you know an air raid style offense and have success in the NFL. Well, it's the exact same stuff that Mason Rudolph has success at, at Oklahoma State with. So 
it's not that much different going from a, a Gundy offense as it would be going from a um, uh, what's his name from the coach for the Cardinals now. Uh, why can't I think of his Kingsbury. Yeah, going from a Kingsbury <laughs> offense, I don't know why I couldn't think of that. But uh, it's not that much different going from that kind of it. Now, the Steelers, the, I think one thing I'll be interested in, in the combination, talking about injuries for the Steelers, I, I'm interested in how much the soft tissue injury with James Conner in combination with the Ben Roethlisberger injury, how much it impacts, impacts James Conner. Uh, I think that they may end up moving more into a, you know, I don't expect that to hurt him too much as far as his workload, but I mean, I, I do think it, it caps him because I think teams are going to be able to put a little bit more pressure in the box in certain situations. It doesn't look like James Conner is going to miss any time. He's very confident that uh, he will be playing this week, and apparently he's walking through the locker room fine. Uh, there's not a ton as far as what MRIs showed. So as far as the James Conner knee injury, it was looking like Jalen Samuels might be the guy to own there for a little bit. And he'll definitely, um, he'll definitely be important to have just in case, but it does look like James Conner is going to play this week. And it doesn't look like he's um, in any like serious danger of missing time. So. Um, and for your fantasy team and, um, yeah, I'm. I'm just interested to see how this plays out because we really don't have. Uh, it's it's just now a completely different team from what we saw a couple of years ago, and new quarterback, new wide receivers, new running back, and so everything has changed. And so it's just kind of a uh, everything that you thought you knew, it doesn't seem to apply anymore, which is going to be really interesting. One final note is uh, don't be surprised if the Steelers go and trade for somebody like Eli Manning or somebody else to uh, replace Mason Rudolph. So uh, that's one of the reasons why I don't get too pumped up about James Washington. Um, I, I think he's fine. James Washington, not somebody I'm going to spend a ton of fab on. If he's available, I'm interested, but uh, it's not something I'm going to overreact on. Um. Jetpack, we're going to go to you since you are the resident 49ers fan. Uh, Joe Staley out this week uh, and probably for like six to eight weeks, it looks like they're going to, they're saying with a, a broken fibula. Um, so how does this affect the Niners offense as a whole? Um, it's a bummer. <laughs> uh, Staley's the linchpin there. He's the leader. He's team captain and all that stuff so he's a big deal um to lose uh but so um you know when he left mcglinchy stayed in at right tackle um and they brought in some other schlub who um you know, did fine. <laughs> yeah um but he's not going to be joe staley so it, for me it all is going to be about who's lining up across him as a pass rusher and uh, will I think he get to Jimmy Garoppolo? Um, if he's a big name guy, then I'll be a little bit hesitant. So the deal with Jimmy is that he's struggled under pressure um, pretty much, I would say, over his career um, now that we've seen a few more games. Um, and so, you know, seeing that maybe we say, you know, passing upside for some of these receivers comes down a little bit if they're playing a fierce pass rush, um, you know, so – Playing the Steelers, I'm fine with keeping all my receivers in there. TJ Watt, sure, right? 
Bud Dupree, sure. You know, they're good guys, but not something I'm necessarily scared of yet. Um, but maybe if they, they play the Broncos or something like that, that that's someone they'll be a little more concerned with. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of where I'm headed in terms of, um, you know, where I want to start looking, the matchups I want to start to understand. Um, how does uh, Staley's replacement step in? Can he handle you know, a decent pass rusher in Watt? Um, and then will that actually affect Jimmy G? That'll be interesting to see this, this upcoming week. Um, but right now I'm not going to fade anybody in particular. I think structurally the run game will hold up okay. Uh, Staley is more important in the pass game um, than he was in the run game uh, in terms of, I think, you know, how much change there's going to be there. Uh, but we'll see moving forward. Brooks, I want to toss this one over to you now. Um, with this, with that kind of in mind of this affecting a little bit more of the pass game than the run game, do you think maybe there's a chance we see more checkdowns to uh, Matt Breida or Raheem Mostert and that even enhancing their running back value? Or is it kind of a, a lateral, if not a, a decrease for you? Yeah, absolutely. I was actually going to talk about that exact thing. I, I think it's going to increase the check down value. Jimmy Garoppolo, very quick release. Or, you know, if he, if he sees these kind of pressures coming, he's a pretty smart guy. He's going to know, hey, I got to dump the ball off quick. Got to get the ball off too. And, and I do think that they're going to game plan around it. They're going to use more. They're going to try and uh, use more receiver screens, short, short, like designed receiver plays, because they know they're going to get pressure from that. It's not like, it's not like they're going to be going into games not knowing that teams are going to be putting more blitz pressure on them. So they're going to game plan around it. You got a smart, uh, you know, offensive mind over there. So I would be planning on a lot more of the checkdown type passes to those types of, you know, the receivers that are going to be involved there, and with definitely with the running backs, whoever's healthy. I mean, I don't. I mean, who who do we have over there still? We have uh, Wilson, we have Burita, we have uh, Mustard. Mustard. Um, I think all th- three of them were, were relevant fantasy wise last week, and I don't anticipate that changing too much. So, um, so it, it, I think the one thing I really like about, and I was very high on the backfield coming into the season, and one of the reasons why is just they're going to get checked down so much regardless. And I think this only stabilizes and legitimizes that check down process. I agree with that 100%. I'm glad we were on the same page. Though. It's that's nice to to know. Um, I think. The one guy that has been a little bit quiet um, that I'm looking to maybe improve from this a little is George Kittle. And um, with some short game work that's going to have to happen, uh, George Kittle is a prime option for Jimmy Garoppolo uh, because he'll be matched up on linebackers and safeties off the ball. So he'll be a great, uh, he'll be a great candidate to get, to get quick passes and use the, uh, use the legs that he has for the yards after the catch. So. Um, while I don't think it's going to be like a huge bump, you still have George Kittle as, as one of your top uh, tight ends this season. I think uh, they could they could potentially game plan uh, to have to get him the ball a little bit more and uh, and really utilize his yards after the catch as opposed to letting deeper plays develop and trying to uh, trying to like have deep plays, deep shots down the field. Um, the one thing to note is you do have the Niners bye week coming in week four, so. Uh, that's that's a good that the uh, the injury has a bye week built in there. So um, you got one free week out of the uh, six to eight weeks. Hoping it's it's closer to six because the Niners have been really fun to watch 
and uh, really fun to see the offense um, just kind of put up points. You know, they were not nearly this good last year. Jetpack, you're, are you are you pretty excited right now? Are you tempering your expectations just for the Niners as a whole? Uh, I mean, they're a good team, um, but they didn't play anybody stellar. So, so Steelers will be interesting with Rudolph. Um, but, you know, we'll see when we beat the Seahawks, right? We'll see when we play the Rams. So those are some legit teams. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I love football. I love watching them destroy the Bengals. That was fun. Um, yeah. But Can yeah. we talk about the Bengals for a second? Oh, goodness. I mean, Zach Taylor has totally revamped this offense. I, I love it. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even playing. Like, it's fun. It's fun to watch. I mean, they're not a good team, but for fantasy purposes, they've made people relevant, and Andy Dalton is clearly relevant. Um, I don't think that's really – I think he's going to fly under – continue to fly under the radar. Somebody we talked about a little bit in the offseason that we were pretty – I mean, personally, I was thinking you can buy him pretty cheap as a solid uh, quarterback two in Superflex leads, and that's been pretty accurate. And it's a 100% Zach Taylor. So, I mean, we don't need to talk about him too much, but just wanted to throw that out there. It hasn't done as much for the run game. I mean, I think the poor offensive line play is – Partly uh, to blame there. It's but also game script. Game yeah. script a little bit. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's been really, really a big bummer being a Joe Mixon owner this year. Um, it's really, really sucking. It's been two but weeks. I know. It's just <laughs> it's two, two weeks where you're like, two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks where you're like, oh man, I, I want this production from him. Yeah. He's not going to put up numbers against, you know, Bobby Wagner, Fred Warner. Um, so, I mean, the Niners' defensive line is sick, right? The front seven is legit. Uh, so, you know, when when they play a little softer matchups, they got Arizona coming up. Um, Mixon has a, a really tough schedule. He so he's I'm looking at it now. He's got yeah, I was about to say, I, Seattle, I San Francisco. He's, yeah, he's Seattle, got, San Francisco, Buffalo, Steelers. He's he's got Baltimore, a stretch Jackson, Jackson, Ravens, yeah. Jaguars, Rams, Rams <laughs> for the bye week. He plays the and Ravens Baltimore again. again. <laughs> well, Rich, you got to trade him now, dude. Yeah, you so, really do. Uh, yeah. Get out while you can. Hopefully, actually, I mean, oh. you wait. You hopefully make um, some sort of game versus Buffalo, Pittsburgh, or Arizona before you trade, or you just got to get out now. What do you think? Oh gosh! I mean, I, you got to see what you can get for him now. You know, people. You you have to have the longer vision than them, and you have to see what you can get now. As a dynasty owner, I still I still want him um, because you'll just kind of bite the bullet this year. Uh, but but yeah, it's it's I, you got to sell him now if if you can. I think um, it's been yeah. redraft. It's uh, if, if you look redraft. at that if you look at that schedule, it's like. Okay, yeah, it's only been two games, but he has wow, jeez. The yeah. one redeeming thing I'll say is that he plays Miami week sixteen. So I mean, if you make it to your championship game, uh, you should get at least a little bit of value there. <laughs> week, thir- <laughs> week thirteen, uh, you got the Jets, and yeah, it's, that's his only good matchup. Week thirteen, get him thirteen and sixteen. Jeez. Trade for him cheap, week thirteen. <laughs> um. All right. Well. Anyway, that was a little aside there, but yeah, it's it's been fun to watch the pass game there, but the run game has just been abysmal. 
Um, let's move on to the pretty much the entire Eagles offense. I mean, you have Alshon Jeffrey, Dallas Goddard, Deshaun Jackson, and Carson Wentz got injured in the middle of the game. Uh, so what it, what it looks like is Alshon Jeffrey has a calf injury. Um, it's not like a big deal, but they had two games in 10 days. And so his, his, uh, Ian Rapport says his status is, uh, kind of in doubt there. Consider him in day to day. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, even if he's not listed as out for the game, I would be hesitant to start him because I think they might have him on some sort of a pitch count. Um, Deshaun Jackson has uh, a, an abdominal strain. And so for those of you that don't know, a sprain with a P is for ligaments and strain with a T is for muscles. So he's dealing with more of a muscle thing. Um, and then, yeah, you have uh, uh, Dallas Goddard. Uh, where did I have him? Dallas Goddard is... Oh, I just had him. Not relevant right now, anyway. Not relevant, but I mean, he's yeah, uh, he's got a, he's got a calf, a small calf thing, and they just kind of held him out for uh, precautionary measures. So it's, I mean, if if you have Alshon and Deshaun Jackson out, Dallas Goddard's a great guy to have on your roster, and um, I wouldn't necessarily start him. But if you're looking at at Deshaun Jackson and Alshon out, uh, Dallas Goddard's kind of um, worth a little stash there, just to see how those soft tissue injuries linger throughout the season. Um, How about, I mean, Mac what Collins does that mean? For a bunch of touches. Did you yeah. see that? Mac, so Mac Collins is kind of we were sick. all pretty high on our, eight, yeah, eight we high on our Sega white side. Um, just because, you know, what we've seen from the film and him being a red zone guy. Uh, Mac Collins is a 6'4", 4'3", 4'4", guy. Um, and Carson Wentz, I, Mac's been with the team. I think this is our third year. Um, but Carson Wentz looks clearly like he has some sort of chemistry with Matt Collins. So if he's a, he actually, there's probably like a hundred percent chance he's available in your league. I would go pick up him over anybody else. Um, he's the guy to go get. I'll tell you, I mean, the two guys that are going to reap the benefits of these injuries that are going to be Zach Ertz and Nelson Aguilar. We saw Zach Ertz after those injuries get hyper targeted all the rest of that game well, yeah. no matter where they were on the field anytime they needed to pick up a first down when they were in the red zone it was eyeing Zach Ertz trying to feed him the ball even whenever they thought that like the announcers were talking about oh he looks like he's not going to come back in he must be a decoy he looks like he's injured nope he's coming back in to get the ball so Zach Ertz 23 targets through two games definitely is a still you know he yeah. is the same guy that we've always expected him to be, and he's only going to be more relevant with these injuries. Yeah. Um, Nelson well, Aguilar, too, had a really bad drop. He could have ended up having another like Aguilar. 40 yards and a touchdown. So, Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it, I mean, it's still an offense that you want a part of. Their defense is pretty bad, and so we'll get into their defense a little bit later. But uh, their offense, they're, they're going to be in some shootouts, and so you're going to have some good offensive production there. Um, and, and that's an offense that you definitely want a part of. So Matt Hollins, great pickup. Zach Ertz, if you have him, I mean, he's, if, if you have these other guys that are out, he's legitimate. One thing I do um, want with, oh. with these other targets off the field. So <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you want, you want him. If he's going to get 10, 12 targets a game, that's, that's the tight end you want. Um, Michael Gallup ha is having uh, surgery to trim his meniscus. So he'll be out two to four weeks. He's been having a pretty good season through two games. He's been getting a lot of targets, a lot of yards. Uh, and so 
it's if you were a Gallup owner, you were you were like very very happy with your late round grab there. But those targets have to go somewhere, and my bet is that they start to go to Randall Cobb. Um, I think he's he's just a, a, a crafty veteran, and and Dak's going to find a way to hook up with him. Uh, Jason Witten also going to reap the benefits of Michael Gallup being out. Um, do you guys, Jetpack, do you have any thoughts on that guy? Uh, the Gallup injury is a bummer, um, but he's the speed threat. So I guess Randall Cobb is your option. And when I say I guess Randall Cobb is your option, I just mean I guess Randall Cobb. Um, Amari's probably the big winner there. You there? Yeah. Cutting out a little. Um, yeah, Amari's definitely the number one option there. Uh, I was, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised with Michael Gallup, but two to four weeks, not too bad. And you got him in the late rounds, so you'll uh, you'll have the same guy back in a couple weeks. And um, yeah, if you're an Amari owner, you're pretty happy. If you're a Zeke owner, uh, it's just more volume for him. So yeah, that's not not terrible, but notable. And then the last one is uh, the last major one is Devin Singletary, and they don't. It's a, so he has a hamstring strain, and they don't really have like a ton of info there. He's kind of day to day, so we're not totally sure if he's going to play at this point. Um, if he does not, then TJ Yeldon's going to get a little bit of an uptick, and Frank Gore, the ageless wonder, Frank Gore. Probably our favorite guy to talk about on the show, except for Eddie Lacy. Uh, he's he's going to continue to have value into his fifties, and you know, it's just astonishing. Who who does who does uh, Devin Singletary and Frank Gore play for? Bills. The two and O AFC East leading Bills. That's who we're talking about. The same Bills from last year. Basically, no major changes. Uh, yeah, no, the Bills have looked interesting, at least so far this year. I mean, Devin Singletary, he's had at least three plays of 20 yards or more so far this year. He's somebody I am pretty interested in. I I was very high on him throughout the process of you know scouting. I really liked his tape. I didn't expect for him to be able to develop this quickly because I expected LaShawn McCoy to stay there for at least this year. Um, so he's definitely somebody that I would try and buy. If, if, if it's going to be a minor injury, I want to buy the dip on him. Yeah, I think it's interesting how Josh Allen has both stayed crappy but also gotten better. Um, no, he he beat the Jets and the Giants, you guys. It's like yeah, we can I mean, chill. His quarterback it's rating, his quarterback rating least, is up. He's thrown yeah, for 500 yards yeah, for two games. His quarterback rating is up against those teams. <laughs> and he's uh he's 50-50 on touchdowns and interceptions, 2 and 2. So, yeah, he's come on. both like yeah, improved a little and also still sucks. Josh Allen, still the worst. No, let's see him play the Patriots in week four. No, I, let's I, see him play I, the Titans. I think that's bogus. No, I think that's Bengals in week three. You give him some weapons, finally. He he looks like he performs a lot better. I mean, give him John Brown, Cole Beasley. Give him a little bit of more of a, a dynamic pass catcher, you know, like being able to have some guys that are actually going to be able to use the. I mean, Zay Jones was his only real receiver last year, and Zay Jones has been. One of my most disappointing scouting opportunities that I've had so far in my career. <laughs> so I think, I mean, I no, I I push back on that a little bit, Jetpack. Now I do under, I do agree. I mean, those are cake games, but 
doesn't change the fact that we still want to see him perform well against those teams. And that's what he's done. I mean, he's got 500 yards on the season already through two games. That's fine. That's, that's what we want to see. So uh, he's definitely made John Brown and Cole Beasley at least fantasy relevant. I mean, I wouldn't say that Cole Beasley is someone I'm super excited to start, but John Brown you should be. I mean, John Brown is a completely viable flex play. The yeah, I'm, I'm uh, the thing you got to note there yeah. is he has, I mean, he plays the Dolphins sure. twice, and that's that's huge. Like, he's, he's got the High Dolphins. is one of the easier teams that, that any NFL team can play this year. At the Dolphins twice by week 11. Um, who else? They're playing the Redskins. Uh, it's it's not like they have. Uh, they're playing the Eagles. It's not. It's not like they have a very difficult schedule. So he could conceivably keep this up for a little bit. Uh, but I mean, yeah, you're. I, I feel like he's just going to get absolutely exposed against the good teams. But he's. I mean, yeah, we'll we'll see. This offense. This offense is going to be really interesting because I still think it's not a good offense, but also like they're playing bad teams so you don't really know ever yeah well like they were six and ten last year they'll probably be like eight and eight or nine and seven this year well, we well let's look at let's look at who they play the next couple of weeks okay they play cincinnati who apparently you think is pretty garbage that's what you basically said a few minutes ago yeah, uh, yeah. new england after that <laughs> tennessee miami philadelphia washington Cleveland, Miami, Denver. Uh, I, I would say that those are some pretty, for the most part, those are some pretty easy matchups. Yeah, you so, half of those are cake. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. More than half. So, yeah, you can say that they um, maybe aren't that good, and maybe that's not wrong, but they're playing against even worse opponents. So, uh, I, I'm, I'm about the Bills offense right now. I'm, let's get it started. Let's get it freaking running. Yeah, I'm talking about. Like from a football standpoint, right, I, can, I can agree from with a fantasy um, standpoint. Great, like yeah, we. Well, can this is a fantasy podcast, believe it or not. Jetpack. Actually, jetpack. So boom, roasted. So boom, roasted. the deal is, is, like Josh Allen, don't care about him, right? Like John Brown, cool. Devin Singletary, great. But like, I'm not celebrating over a Jets and Giants victory. Bill Super Bowl, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, so let's get into our starts and sits. We're just going to give you one start, one sit for the week. We've done our research, and we know the guys we want. Jetpack, who is your number one sit this week? Who's going? Jetpack, you there? Yeah, Peck. Rich, you're cutting out. Oh, are you there, Jetpack? Who Jetpack, is your number Jetpack one? Jetpack is actually streaming this from Mars, guys. So his his connection is a little off. Um, so he isn't able to hear everything. Now, believe it or not, he's actually not even on the a surface of Mars. He's actually <clears throat> below in a, a nuclear protection lab, uh, one of those like big covered domes that's uh, nuclear insul- insulated, just in case of a nuclear warfare on mars so it, it cuts down the internet connection even worse so just keep that in mind we apologize for any sort of uh, effects that the nuclear dome has but you gotta you know we gotta be safe whenever we're doing these sort of hot takes uh, you know, so jetpack who's your number one sit for the, the week the way that it'll sound on the pod itself is rish will not say anything i guarantee it i heard rish so i'm blaming you I have to, right. we'll see we'll, we'll, we'll test it out <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna edit it. I'm sitting. You Tyra wouldn't have edited Williams. it regardless. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Rich. I'm sitting. Tyro Williams. Uh, we talked a little bit about Xavier Rhodes at the beginning of the show. Um, he'll play the outside receiver. Tyrell definitely a sit. Um, it's pretty obvious. Uh, but yeah, you don't want anything to do with that matchup at all. Um, so avoid at all costs. Even though Tyrell is having a great season, um, and clearly the number one option uh, for the Raiders. I would say the same. I would be concerned a little bit about Josh Jacobs in that matchup too. For me, I, I'm worried about Baker Mayfield heading into the Rams. So Baker so far has not looked like the Baker that everyone came to love uh, the last season. Uh, he's Right now he's through 54% against the Jets. He's got four interceptions on the season so far. And honestly, he's making throws that don't make sense. Like he th- he's overthrown receiver after receiver. Uh, I think that the whole... Brown's offense is not it's not stable like we we had seen it in the past and uh I don't think that this is a, not, definitely not a get right game. I mean the Rams defense is freaking legit. So uh, some he's definitely someone I'm concerned about. Uh you probably drafted him so high that it's going to be difficult to make sure you get someone to replace him, but I I would look at your other options. Um and since we talked about the Bills, maybe Josh Allen, somebody with a stable floor, high ceiling. Drew Brees with a stable floor of zero. Um, my sit this week is <laughs> Jamison Crowder versus the Patriots. <laughs> and <laughs> um, we got a little bit excited about him after week one. Uh, but with Sam Darnold uh, getting mono, just like Rich did freshman year of college, that's that's kind of what we're dealing with is like a freshman in college and Sam Darnold now. Wait, you had um, mono freshman year of college? I did get mono freshman year of college. From uh, yeah. that girl you were dating freshman year? Was, we're not. We're <laughs> moving on. Uh, Jamison oh, Crowder, Crowder, big sit for me. Uh, really, I mean, most of the guys on the offense, especially against the Pats, uh, not really excited about the Jets. But if you had Jamison Crowder, you saw him week one, and you thought he would be uh, – you thought he'd be kind of a, a good – slot receiver for you and i mean we have a video on him with the bromance with uh sam darnold and um so if you haven't watched that yet head over to our youtube channel ff astronauts on youtube watch that <laughs> but uh we gotta make more comedy content if you guys like we guys think we're funny i mean we, we could i mean jetpack makes some really good funny videos we've been thinking about doing more comedy content uh if you guys will go over and if we can get i don't know Jetpack, how many things? If we can get 10 comments so that people subscribe because they thought it was funny on that one video, the bromance video, then maybe we'll make some more. So it's, I promise it is so funny. It's hilarious. I, I forced Jetpack to upload it onto the YouTubes so that we could get more people exposed to his incredible humor. Hilarious. He's, yeah, number one funniest guy I know. Way funnier than Brooks. But uh, Jameson Crowder, sit for me. Uh, you probably were going to anyway, but even as their number one option, it's he's not a guy that I want, really. Uh, moving on to our starts. Jetpack, who's your big start this week? Um, you know, when Rish was a freshman and he was missing out all of the fun stuff with Mono, he missed the kingdom run. Brooks, you remember that kingdom run, bro? I, I have participated in a handful of kingdom runs, so 
Uh, I do think I remember that specific yeah. one, though. Yeah, the the one where we got the pick at the end over by the, the sign, oh, no, of was, course. I was on that one. That wasn't that one wasn't freshman year. Ooh, Ooh. that was sophomore. Okay. year that you're talking about, Jetpack. Oh man, that sophomore year one. That was. I, I didn't. I did miss the one great. freshman year. The freshman year one was also great, but I've never missed. You know, I'm glad Rich that no you did worries. make it. Yeah, no, it's good. That's important. Yeah. So Mono was um, worse just like died. <laughs> just like Rich was able to start that sophomore year kingdom run, I'm going to be starting Devonta Freeman against the Colts. Um, Devonta Freeman has been a disappointment like Rich was with Mono early on in his career, <laughs> um, but he's going to turn it around against these Colts. And you know what? The Colts defense is not bad, but the deal is it's like Devonta's like time where you decide, okay, is he going to suck now or is this it, right? Um, the matchups earlier have not been, you know, too good. The offensive line has been a little bit shakier than we wanted to see. Um, but, um, playing against the, the Eagles defensive line, they're pretty strong, right? Playing against the Minnesota Vikings, they're got a stellar defense. This Colts defense is more middle of the road and Darius Leonard, uh, might be out with a concussion or maybe another soft tissue injury. So he's dealing with some stuff. Um, and so Darius Leonard, their pro bowl, um, linebacker is going to be out. And I think Devonta will have a little bit more room to run. Um, and then game flow wise or game script wise, this should be a strong running game for the Falcons. So um, Devonta is definitely a start for me, and I'm looking at him at in DFS setups as well. He's pretty cheap because he's been so disappointing so far. Is he someone that you're looking to acquire in seasonal and dynasty leagues, or is it really just if you already have him? He's still matchup dependent for me. This would be the game where I figure out if I want to target him. Basically, he'll go uh, Indianapolis Colts week three and then face a tough Titans defense in week four. And so if you got one good game from him um, against the Colts, the owner goes, okay, I'll hold on to him. And then against Tennessee, he poops the bed. Then the owner goes, oh, no, that really, you know, I got to get rid of this guy. And that's when you hop in. All right. I'll have to do that with Dave in our league. Keeping that in mind for our our main home league. Uh, Brooks, who is your start this week? Yeah, for me, it's going to end up being Greg Olson. Now, not, I mean, I don't know how, what his ownership like level is in, in your leagues. Uh, I'm trying to pull it up on ESPN right now. So he's rostered 60%. So that means he's open in 40% of leagues. So he's not, he's somebody that I am uh, interested in going and picking up just because he's playing against the Cardinals this week. So, so far, the Cardinals' defense, has, first of all, uh, it's not been the complete atrocity that we expected, but it's been pretty bad, um, and the Cardinals are going to... I mean, so far, they've given up 55.8 points to tight ends uh, this season. Definitely a huge hole in their defense, uh, and they've given up 17 receptions for 273, quote, as Rich has changed it into the dock, uh, 273 tards. Um, I don't know if that's derogatory oh, no, or not. No, no, no. You guys you can you, you, you can blame Rich for that. You mistyped. Uh, he went I read and changed it. it in the doc to that. You mistyped and, it. And three TDs. So definitely an error. Now, one one drawback is that Caroline's <laughs> offense, I mean, it's been less than stellar after uh, Cam Newton's well, – I don't know what the heck's going on with Cam. but uh, So I'm not sure. He's in a boot right now, so I'm not sure if he's going to uh, start or – you know, play in this game. So if that is the case, then I might pivot from that. But as long as 
even if I mean even if he's not playing, I'd still consider Greg Olson. But if he is, uh, I definitely want to play Greg Olson in the best possible tight end matchup. Of I start for the week is Kenny Galladay, and so Kenny Galladay, you may be thinking, oh yeah, okay, duh. Well, if you have him, he's your wide receiver three, or you got him in like the fourth round or something like that. And, and so he's kind of like, oh, do I start him or do I start someone else in the flex? Kenny Galladay versus Philly is like just an unbelievable, like in your wide receiver, wide receiver two slot or in your flex slot. Um, if you have him there, I was kind of debating back and forth uh, between him or like a Damian Williams, that kind of a guy. I mean, you just look at this Philly defense, and it is decimated. Uh, Julio just went 5 for 10 for 106 yards and two touchdowns. Terry McLaurin, who is a rookie, went in, in his opening game went 5 for 7 for 125 yards and one touchdown. I just think Kenny Galladay is going to eat this week. I really want Marvin Jones as well, TJ Hawkinson, uh, Karrion Johnson. Any of those guys really is, is going to be a Good because I think I think the Philly offense is just decimated, but they're going to keep scoring. Or sorry, Philly defense is just decimated, but their offense is going to keep scoring. So the Lions' offense is going to have to continue to uh, put points on the board. So Kenny Galladay, I think, is just going to have a monster game. I mean, you could easily have him with five plus receptions, over a hundred yards, a touchdown or two. Uh, I think it's I think it's going to be a monster monster week for him. He is a smash start if he's my wide receiver three or I'm considering him for a flex play. Uh, he's absolutely, absolutely has to be in your lineup this week. There's no way he goes Jetpack, up under 100 yards. Jetpack really highlighted some of his yards after the catch moves um, in a Twitter video that he uploaded this past week. So if you're not already following him, go check out at Jetpack Galileo. And Jetpack, I mean, he, he jukes out. He forces like four, four or five missed tackles in a row. One on ones. Just, I mean, it was absolutely dirty. Yeah, it's yeah. the 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 Lions' offense has just kind of gotten a lot more exciting this year. Uh, and what's actually interesting, and we should we should talk about this, is um, C.J. Anderson has been released, and they signed uh, Paul Perkins, aka Smash Jackson. And so you're feeling really confident if you're a carry on owner that the number one running back in the league from last year, C.J. Anderson, is no longer going to uh, siphon off, siphon away touches from carry-on. So uh, if, you're, if you're a carry-on owner, you're, you got to be excited. I know I am. Jetpack? Hey, Rich, have you ever been a Paul Perkins owner? Uh, yes, I have. How did that come about? <laughs> so I think we talked about this. This was maybe my worst trade ever. I traded – oh, gosh, this is so – this is bad. I think we have a new um, worst trade ever for you every week, but yeah, continue. This was a really, really terrible one. I traded a, it was a mid to late first rounder in a nine keeper league. So it was not just your typical rookie pick. It was actually like a really good mid round pick uh, for Paul Perkins. And it was terrible and he was terrible. And that was an awful, awful decision, but it's okay. I beat Jetpack oh. this week, head-to-head matchup. So feeling good about where my life has come at this point in in Messi. Speaking of coming, how was your uh, honeymoon, man? 
<laughs> now you're just making more work for me. It's already coming back. <laughs> coming, I'm saying coming back. That's coming, coming back from your honeymoon. Coming back. <laughs> to be up. Uh, have to be up at five thirty. Now I have to go edit not, this. Not it's not an Antonio Brown joke. Minutes. I'm talking about you coming back from your vacation honeymoon thing. Our favorite, our favorite games for this week. Are you guys excited for the Titans Jaguars, or is that just going to be the biggest poop show? I love on defense, Thursday? so I'm excited. <laughs> That's just me, and I also love Gardner Minshew. Don't give a flip. Gardner Gardner Minshew is the God's gift to us this season. Uh, he's actually been really good. Uh, he, honestly, they should have gave him the ball over Leonard Fournette. They would have won last week, and I don't know the Jaguars. Interesting offense, totally different. DeFilippo has been totally different mindset. I really enjoy watching their receivers and the utilization and making some of those guys fantasy relevant has been very, very uh, pleasing so far. So uh, now the Titans are a different story. Now I will say Derek Henry has been good, I guess. Corey Davis. I mean, you made me, I mean, you drafted him in a, you know, in the, in the league that we are in together and uh, has have left me stranded for two weeks having to figure out who to play over him. I, I posted a Twitter poll where I had to choose. This is the stuff that Rich. So I let Rich do the draft. These are the options I had to choose between because of Rich. Okay. In our flex, I had to choose between Corey Davis and Danny Amendola. Brutal. So Rich, here's also the brutal. Thing. What were you I, doing in those rounds? I made that pick. I'm, first of all, first of all, I made that pick and then I texted Brooks and I was like, hey, I just got Corey Davis in whatever's the seventh round. And he's like, great. That's exactly who we should have gotten. So that's what he said. So don't, don't, don't put paint me as the bad guy. And then second, Brooks is the one that went and got Danny Amendola off waivers. So you put yourself in that bind as well, hombre. So you're saying we didn't have we had someone worse than Danny, Danny Amendola that I had to drop. We had Nikhil, Nikhil Harry went to IR oh, that's for that true, one. Actually. I oh, now let's talk oh. real quick about Nikhil Harry, man. What a bust. Can you imagine oh. taking him at the oh. wall? What a loser oh. you would be. I, uh, <laughs> in another fool. league, in, another, in one league, I traded Antonio Brown and Nikhil Harry in the same trade. I traded them away, and I got Odell Beckham Jr. and something else. Talk about... Can we talk a second about Patriots receiving core? What to do? Because I don't know. I want to hear you guys' insight. I don't know what to do with that receiving core. You start Antonio Brown. That's what you do. Sure, sure. But what about Josh Gordon? What about Julian Edelman? Who cares? But what if we own? You start Antonio Brown. I don't. I can't just magically turn Antonio Brown into. (laughs) Tony Michelle and Antonio Brown. That's all you need. James White too. Why not? How about uh, how about this Ravens Chiefs game? I think that's going to be awesome. I, that would have been my game of the week. Uh, I, I think it's easily the most exciting game. Mar Jackson has been unbelievable, Un- unbelievable. He's been so good. And easily the two most electric offenses in the NFL right now. Yeah, I've, I have a lot of Mark Andrews. I got a lot of Hollywood Brown now. Um, I have a good amount of Lamar Jackson, and so I've just been reaping the benefits of what we thought was going to be a run-first offense. And it kind of is still, but it's also a really awesome passing offense, which is kind of unexpected. Who are you picking here? Got to go with Kansas City at home for me. Oh, yeah. uh, Yeah, I'll probably go with the Chiefs for this one as well. It's 
it's tough. Going with the Ravens. It's super tough because you are missing a good amount uh, on the Chiefs' offense, but it's so hard to bet against uh, Pat Mahomes. And so, like at any given moment, he could just he could just win the game. He could pull out his massive arm and just win the game. At any uh, point. another thing, I would say is you know <clears throat> the Ravens haven't exactly played the most stellar opponents. You talk about the Bills having a cake schedule well <laughs> the Ravens have played Miami and Arizona so far so uh, I don't think that they are uh, I, not that the Kansas City's defense is particularly impressive but they definitely haven't played um a team the caliber of the of the Chiefs so yeah it's it's gonna be a they, game they to played throughout. last year they played last season and Chiefs beat them 27 to 24 I think um the difference here is going to be Lamar Jackson kind of being able to do whatever he wants to the Chiefs defensive backs. I mean, who's going to cover Marquise Brown? That again? No one. No one's going to be able to cover him. I mean, he, there's no way. No. Uh, but I mean, the same goes for Kansas City. I mean, uh, they, they're still one of the most dynamic. Their, their RPO game has been incredible. Uh, I, hopefully, <clears throat> I would love to see Darwin Thompson come out and be um, at least used a little bit in this game and. See if he can have what it takes to at least give me some. Either tell me, put me down easy this week, or don't don't drag me along. It's like a, <laughs> it's like one of those relationships. It's like one. Of, it's like a Tinder date right now. It's me and Darwin. It's like, are we going to evolve or not? I don't know. Is this going to evolve into something serious? Is it going to just? Are we just friends? Like, I need to know. You can't keep. I mean, <laughs> Mister Coach hey, Reed Brooks. Can I get some uh, post-trade thoughts on Darwin Thompson for Chris Godwin? Oh man! No, I, I mean, uh, I don't regret it. You got you got to take the big shots. Now, I, I do. I did tell you guys <laughs> it was a bad trade. I, I, I definitely could have gotten more out of it, but no, I don't, no regrets. Uh, it's a dynasty league, so we got plenty of time to let that trade develop. Not two weeks into the season. It's just I'm just curious after after two weeks just to see. How you're feeling? And if you're still, if you're still, standing I wasn't by feeling good did. when it happened. Why would I be feeling good now? I mean, that's, <laughs> all right, let's be honest. Not, it's certainly not trading the fourth overall pick for Paul Perkins. So, the fourth overall pick I traded. Yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, it ended up been... being Corey Davis. good stuff good stuff (laughs) all right all right guys well it's late here i have to go edit this pod okay and but real quick the ravens added earl thomas guys so it's gonna be a ball game give me the give me the ravens in the upset here just for fun all right Nah, I can't get behind. I got, I got Chiefs, man. I'm excited. I love Chiefs. There's so much go, to watch. I got to go with the Chiefs. As much as I think it would be more fun if the Ravens won. It would be. But I think, I think the Chiefs will win. I think it would be way, way more exciting if the Ravens won because oh, all would, of a sudden you're like, berserk. oh, man, this is, a, this is a potent team. Yeah, because then now there's like four good AFC teams. Now potency, how was your honeymoon, Rich? this pause so i would know where to cut it rish rish out here trying to wrap it up like his honeymoon <laughs> uh everyone uh, if, if we make it like honey room this honeymoon this would not be wrapped up at all trust me <laughs> <Bro>. <laughs> wrapping up <laughs>
Well, thank you everyone for joining us this week. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I was just going to post it and go to bed. But now I have to go back in and cut out a bunch of stuff that you guys said. Why? So, Why would you because, cut it out? Because this is a family You've never cut show. out anything else before. This is a family friendly <laughs> show. I cut out when Brooke swears. It's not even that baby. It's, it's, it's a married. You're married. You're allowed to have yeah. sex, believe it or not. I, I know it's still new to you, but it's <laughs> a big part of that whole commitment is, you know. There's nothing risque. With your wife. Yeah. Rish is beautiful. Risque. It's beautiful. It it's the way God intended it to be, man. It is exactly. Beautiful. It is the way God intended. <laughs> so, All you right. know, just kind of support the, the proper values, right? Yeah, honestly, don't, it's it's a shame if you don't if you bail don't out now. It. Absolutely, it's right. a shot shot to you know our understanding of marriage. All right, fine. You know what? We're just gonna post it. We're just gonna post it and go to bed. <laughs> okay, that's first of all, you were never going to edit it. It's such a farce. No, I was gonna I was gonna go back in and edit certain parts out, but you know what? Uncut. So that, AB joke. that was one of my it's best jokes on the pod. So that AB joke has to stay in. This is the astronauts uncut and you know unwrapped. I feel bad about this, but you know I'm tired. Sam Cody edition. Uncut. All right. Well, uh, we'll catch you next week. Hopefully, we'll be dropping some more content on the YouTube's and maybe a DFS pod. Or a, a quick hit pod later in the week. So uh, stay tuned and we will catch you on the flip side. Blasting off. <laughs>